Now, there's one senator who's had a lot to say about this Bur- Bur- Barnaby Joyce mess, not Burnatomic mess, Barnaby Joyce Burna- mess. Burnaby, let's say Burnaby Joyce. <laughs> he even hinted earlier today that there could be more ministers having in-office scandalous affairs with their staff members. Corey Bernardi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Sherry. Good to be with you. Excellent. Now, let's start with the story that is now leading the news agenda for the third week in a row, Barnaby Joyce. We've seen people in the corporate world and in AFL, the two AFL executives, get sacked for having affairs with their staff members, yet Joyce seems that he's just refusing to accept any responsibility for his actions uh, while dragging down the government, as we saw in the news poll this week. Is this a classic case, do you think, of the political class thinking that the rules don't apply to them? Well, I think there is, uh, there's a number of issues that need to be canvassed here about how far should your private life intrude into your public life and um, uh, people will make their own judgments on that. But I think we can agree that there is, this is proving to be a huge distraction for the government and very damaging for the National Party. And whatever decision you're going to make individually about uh, a judgment of Barnaby Joyce, I think we should all agree that a line needs to be drawn under this. Now, how is that going to be best affected? Some would say it's his resignation. Some would say it's a leadership spill. Others will say he can persevere into it. Um, But I do think it is breeding or fostering even more um, doubt about uh, the confidence of our political class, as you put it, because uh, people are widely disillusioned and do think... They are uh, separate to uh, the rest of the community. Clearly, voters are unhappy with Barnaby's behaviour. News poll showed 65% of Australians think he should step down. Do you agree? Um, I don't want to equivocate here because it it really isn't a matter for me. I'm trying to apply principle here. Um, Marriage breakdowns are not unusual uh, in any sphere, unfortunately, today. They happen... uh, to lots of people. But, but this um, isn't just a, a matter of a marriage breakdown. You know, we've seen that his girlfriend, Vicky Campion, was moved uh, from one office of a national MP to another, Damien Drum and Matt Canavan, and he authorised that. There's been a whole lot of issues around whether he's breached ministerial standards. You know, this has gone beyond simply an extramarital affair. And that's really where the public interest should be. Has, this, uh, has the system been manipulated to... Um, assist in the employment of, of uh, this young woman who is now involved with Barnaby Joyce and carrying his, his child. That's, that's the real question. And um, whether it's within the letter of the previous ministerial code of conduct or not, to the public, it stinks. And um, that's why it's got to be resolved one way or another. And it can be resolved by you know, a leadership coup or a resignation or the National Party can resolve to, to continue with it. But the equivocation, the, the wavering is what's doing enormous damage. I think um, ultimately these sorts of things only end in one way and uh, everything between now and that result is going to be uh, do further damage to the body politic and to the Nationals and the government. Do you think this, this scandal will benefit your party in the sense that you know, voters are more likely to support uh, your Australian Conservatives party, seeing as you know, they feel let down by the Nationals in, in terms of traditional family values? Uh, Sherry, I haven't thought about it through that, that prism of self-interest um, and about the party. I, I genuinely am concerned for um, 
the individuals in, involved in this because I know some of them uh, pretty well and, uh, you know, I consider them to be friends. As in, as in Natalie Joyce? As in, as in, you know, the Joyce family. Uh, Barnaby has been, you know, a long-time associate of mine and, uh, you know, I, I like him. I like his family and, um, and so I feel for them. But it's, it's, I am desperately concerned about, about restoring some faith and confidence in the body politic and that's what I mean. The people are, are drawn on this um, about where the threshold crosses over. But but I have no doubt that there is a, a group of voters, and I've spoken to some of them in the National Party, some senior nationals, who are tearing their hair out at this because they think that one of the key pillars and the planks that the National Party has always stood for um, has suddenly been compromised and they wonder whether they can redress it. And these people are are talking to me as a, as a friend, but they're... they're they're literally, um, uh, their heart aches because of the damage that's been done to them. The, uh, these are sen- senior national MPs, oh, yeah, as in they're, politicians. They're, these, are, these are people that aren't serving members of parliament. Um, there are some that have been members of parliament previously. Uh, there are some that are senior in the organisation and that I've known you know, for a long time. Mm. And uh, they, they just lament... Uh, the damage that this is doing to their party. So I don't look at it from what's in it for me or what's in it for my party. Mm-hmm. I'm really only concerned about, you know, upholding as uh, the, the, the strength of the conservative ethos. I think in public life, and uh, the National Party has always been a very, a very big part of that. Uh, as have the Liberal Party historically. But we've seen these things usurped through the abandonment of principle, I guess, and, from, and self-governance. Yeah. From the Nationals that you've spoken to, is the sense that they you know, want Joyce to step down or are they just still grappling with how to handle this? Well, it's fair to say that um, uh, the ones that have been confiding in me about the angst in this do believe that, that he needs to go. But based on my own feedback, and, you know, we have a, a very large database and they're all very, very um, forthright in sharing their views with me, uh, there's a, a there's a divide. There are people who think that this is none of the business of the public um, uh, thing. Uh, they, there's another group that think Barnaby is the perhaps one of the most effective politicians of our generation, and to cut him loose over something like this would be uh, counterproductive um, in the longer term. There are others that that uh, you know are quite um, uh, unequivocal about it and say that you know he needs to go because of of the damage that he's been doing. So, you know, the community, I'm sure, has a a range of views. I know there's a range of views in the National Party. I know there's a range of views about my members, and I'm just trying to apply the principle. And the principle that I'm doing here is that if you you look at and and take common sense and you you recognise that, you know, it's probably wrong for a a person in a position of authority to have a sexual relations with their staffer, and then, and, and under the new rules, of course, they would be sacked for doing well, they, that. Well, they would. And, you know, this is why, actually, the new rules, I think, are, are quite important. Someone said this to me this morning, so it's not an original thought, but they said, at least now there's some risk for the minister. Uh, previously, if the minister and a staff were having an affair and it didn't work out, you know, the staff would be giving their marching orders. But at least now they can make a, a mature adult approach and say, well, if we're going to do this uh, because we're attracted to each other, there are consequences for both of us. Do, do you think it's fair punishment? Well, look, to be, to be perfectly frank, I, I think that the fact that it has to be codified says to me a heck of a lot about what's happening in politics today, that the fact that you need to say to a minister, it's not appropriate for you to sleep with your staff member, um, is, is the abandonment of, of 
the practical application of free will, uh, um, but it's become necessary. And uh, as I said on the ABC this morning, uh, he's not Robin. Well, you've been talking to the ABC yeah, this morning. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm happy to talk but, to everyone. But, but is, I mean, is there a culture problem of affairs and sex in Canberra? You know, are you aware of, of other ministers who are engaging in this sort of behaviour? Well, I think there is a culture problem, and this is what's breeding some some discontent. So, in, in the personal relationship side, of course, there are there are people that. Um, uh, have uh, relationships with their staffers. We know that it goes on between politicians, and you know, quite frankly, it goes on between elements of the media and politicians as well. So, you know, that we're a microcosm of of society. Now, I'm not approving of that. I'm just saying that's the reality about what we're dealing with. But this just plays into this whole um, this whole. Well, you're detached. You think rules don't apply to you, and 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 you lecture us about these things, and then you do you know, the exact opposite yourself. It, You're it speaking about Joyce here, the hypocrisy of, of his message on well, traditional marriage, for example. Yeah, well, well, like a lot of things, Sherry, it, it depends. You can believe, you can have a failed marriage and still believe that marriage is important and the values and the sentiments behind it and the underpinnings of it. Um, it's very difficult for me, and I don't want to do it, to make judgments about about the state of someone's marital life, because unless you're living in a, in a circumstance, uh, you can't hope to understand it. Now, as someone who's been married for 21 years, um, and very happily so, uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a desperately unhappy circumstance or unhappy situation, so I'm not going to render judgment on those people, notwithstanding the aspirations that everyone has when they get into marriage. Um, but... You know, so I don't think there's a hypocrisy in that space. But um, you know, if you're if you are advocating that in the public square and saying you know marriage is important and monogamy is important and you're having an affair whilst you're still married, I think then you know you're open to a charge of hypocrisy. Yeah, which which of course uh, Joyce has been charged with by by many in the public. Now, yeah, just... but we never know when his when his marriage effectively ended. You know, that, that, I, I don't want to be. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying we don't know everything. And, um, and No, but Natalie Joyce uh, put out a statement, you know, two weeks ago now where, where she said it, that it wasn't a fair. But I just wanted to move on to ask you about Batman uh, quickly before we have to go. You've announced today that you're going to run a candidate. Um, obviously, this seat will be hotly contested between Jed Carney for Labor and the Greens as well. Why did you decide to run a Conservative candidate in this seat? Um, well, we're running Kevin Bailey there, who's a very accomplished businessman, philanthropist and a former SAS soldier, um, because we think the people of Batman deserve a conservative choice. Uh, right now, they've got uh, a choice between the radical left and, you know, the hard left. Uh, the Liberals abandoned the conservative voter, just like they seem to have abandoned conservative principles overall. And, you know, we think that, you know, the, the 20% of the people who don't want to vote for the Liberals or the Greens... Uh, deserve the opportunity to vote for someone else. Have you given any thought to who your preference? Uh, we're in discussions uh, about that at the moment. Um, you know, it is a choice between bad and worse. Uh, but, you know, ultimately that's the system we have and we'll wait and see what the full range of candidates are and uh, who's going to go last on our ticket, I think, will be uh, the subject of fierce debate within our party. I'm sure it will. Thank you so much for your time, Senator. You're most welcome. Thanks.
News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.